It's time for Push to Play, your weekly trophy podcast with Mindy and CJ. Look at this. This all this hundred percent. He did. He started off. You see this though, don't you? You know these people. They 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 bang on. They just bang on about starting a new account for some goddamn reason. Like everybody cares. Like I don't care. Start your new. Start your new. Start a new account on your new account. Show me something I haven't seen. Start an Xbox account. I don't care. Get get your bloody trophies on Xbox. Show me something new. Get a get a trophy on Switch. You know I don't care about this new account garbage. It's too much. Too much. But you know, anyway, these people that do start a new account, they always start off like this, like you know, hundred percent. Like you know, I've changed. I'm a, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to waste my money on these short games. You know, it's embarrassing. I'm better now, and I'm going to a meeting once a week. And you know, my wife loves me again. She spoke to me the other night. Rick, I'm not going to lie. It was fun having a bit of a go at a trophy roast. Although I think by the end of it, I had liberally sprayed almost everything I could. If it interests you, listeners, jump on the Push to Plat YouTube and check it out. It's a trophy roast of PSN user Redbeard Rick. But enough of that. Let's get back to the show. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Push to Plat, your weekly conversational, I suppose, trophy podcast. We are up to episode 50. We had a we had a milestone the other week. We we reached one year. Although you know, as you know, we've had a bit of rotating co-hosts there at the early on. So look, I don't know if it's really a year or not, but it, it is it is what it is. Now, look, unfortunately, Mindy is sick this week. She will be back. She will be back next week. She's told me, listeners, to inform you that she does not have the coronavirus. Although we you know we shall wait we shall wait and see. And she is well stocked. She is well stocked up across the board. So don't panic. Everything, everything is good and fine with her. But look, I'm lucky enough to be joined today by a UK gamer, you know, and if you know anything about me, listeners, you know that I love the UK accent and I've noticed there's a bit of difference. Maybe we'll get into that. Maybe we won't. But Gaz has the refined English accent that I like. It reminds me of a poker friend I used to, I used to play a lot with. So I'm going to enjoy this regardless of what we talk about as long as he's talking. So why don't why don't I get out of the way and can I introduce our guest today, Gaz Davis Eleven? How are you today, sir? Good evening, CJ, or, or good good morning uh, for where you are. Um, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, enjoying the weekend. Excellent. You know who 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 could not? So look, why don't we start off with a little bit, you know, just of your gaming background, if we can, just so we can get to know you a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Well, okay. So, um, well, I'm not a young gamer. I'm, I'm 39 years of age so it's uh so my sort of gaming history goes back uh quite a way started off back in the days um on the commodore c64 the days when you had to load up a game via cassette taking 25 minutes and having to endure the frustrations of that sort of uh um <laughs> cancelling out sort of uh and, and crashing you know when you have to wait 25 minutes to load up a game and uh mm. I remember sort of playing playing that the game that stands out that was a uh, uh, Spy Hunter. I don't know if you re- remember that game or recall it at all. I think they did a remake on the PS2 a while ago. Obviously, that progressed and um, it went to Amiga, the Amiga 500 Plus um, and, and PC. Um, um, and growing up, I had two younger brothers. Um, not massive difference in age between us, but we're all heavily involved in sport. So. Most of our time together was spent playing 
playing sports games, um, football in particular, golf games, anything really that had a sort of multiplayer element. Um, and probably the one that stands out the most was the, um, the football sim game, Championship Manager, which is now now Football Manager. It took over my life for the best part of 10 years, I think. In fact, nearly sort of... Uh, ruined my exams um <laughs> those that know it was uh you know i remember the days when it was i'd be playing on it pretending to be revising i could hear footsteps coming down the stairs and it was you know as a mother dad I'd, I'd be turning the monitor off and propping something against the pc tower to hide the lights to but then whipping out the textbook and whatnot pretending i'm sort of revising and uh fortunately sort of uh got through it but yeah it was um that was a massive addiction and you know playing with sort of with, with our brothers who who were both involved in, in football as well it was a um a real sort of um passion really i suppose is for want of a better word so that was where we were we didn't actually have a, a console until i was i mean we played consoles we had you know been around friends house but i didn't have a console until about it was the christmas of 95 which uh my parents then the old thing where given all our presents out for Christmas morning. We're all happy with what we've received. And then sort of about lunchtime, they whipped out another. It was a games console. They'd, they'd never done that before. It was very unlike them to uh, to do that. And uh, they got they plumped for the Sega Saturn. So uh, they'd been recommended the Sega Saturn over the PlayStation 1 console by, by the um, shop assistant in Curry's, which is a sort of local, well, sorry, a, a national sort of electronics company sort of in the UK. And... Um, Based on that information, I, I very much doubt that you're still working there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember that. That was it. Came sort of bundled with we had um, Virtual Fighter, Sega Rally, Daytona, Virtual Cop. Um, so it was, yeah, so they done they done well in terms of getting us these games, and uh, you know it was very very unlike them. So we played that for for several years, um, and I didn't have my own very own console until I was um, at university. So I attended Cheltenham University, um, doing a sports science degree and obviously living on my own for the first time and uh, having your, your student loan come in. Well, the first thing I'll put going by with it is a PlayStation 1 and uh, so I enjoyed playing that. Um, then ever since then, I've progressed to getting the PS2, uh, PS3 on release, the Vita. The Vita I got for free actually as part of a, uh, my, my now wife had asked me to uh, find her a better phone contract, which I did, but fortunately what I didn't tell her is uh, I could have got it cheaper, but I managed to include the Vita as part of the, uh, the bundle. So, uh, yeah, still to this day, she had been paying over the odds for two years for my Vita, actually. So, And then, then PS4 on launch. So, um, so yeah, it's been... It's, you've seen it over the, over the years how sort of gaming has progressed um, in terms of its developments it's technology it's obviously graphics and, and even you know it's probably what we'll touch on in the topic today attitudes towards gaming as well um and, and, and perceptions mm. of gaming but um you had some sort of really good times um like i said heavily involved in, in multiplayer really which is why probably when you look at my profile the, the completion rate is so low you you'd you'd look, look at it and if you could split the split the um timeline from when trophies were first introduced to current present day you'd probably you could look at a point probably somewhere in the ps4's life cycle where there was a point where i had a um a epiphany and decided that i wanted to sort of try and go for completing games and, and whatnot whereas previously i think 
playing online Call of Duty, FIFA and, and whatnot with my brothers, you know, that was what it was all about. And, and story games were secondary, really, and uh, had no real interest. Well, pretty much just con- completing this, this, the actual story of a game rather than going for any of the uh, objectives for trophies. And uh, so, in fact, the, the first, I still remember the first game I ever completed, which was Metal Gear Solid 2 on the, on the PlayStation 1, or was it 1 or 2? It was, but that was the first game I'd ever completed, and I was I was probably about twenty years old at that time, and I've been gaming for most of my life already by that point. But that was the first game I'd ever completed the story on. So um, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 been um, a roller coaster, but it's uh, you know thoroughly enjoyable, and it's now sort of a you know a passion of mine and a hobby, and um, enjoy it. I can't really see, you know, nearly touching forty, you know, and I can't really see where where it's going to stop. Actually, you know. Uh, but hopefully it doesn't. That's not a bad thing. No, absolutely not. It's good. I can I can tell I can tell you're passionate. And look, so you don't need to justify your completion percentage to me. Mindy's not here. It's not a problem. Trust me. In fact, it's refreshing to see a number lower than mine, substantially lower. <laughs> we look, we'll get it. We will get into that. But I want to pick up on something. I want to pick up on a couple of things you said there, if we could. Cool. And I, I want to go back to this football football manager. You know, yeah. that you had this supposed supposed addiction to when you were younger. Now, and you mentioned there that, you know, you tried to quickly cover the screen and hide the fact that you were playing. Now on the reverse side that you're a parent, and I think your children are old enough to game. I'm not sure. You can correct me here. If you like, how do you see that on the reverse side? Do you think your parents knew all along now that you're in that position? Or <laughs> Yeah, possibly. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, back then you think, I mean, probably when it comes to our sort of technology and gaming, because of the era that we've grown up in, you know, I think we're a bit more switched on when it comes to things like that. You know, I would, because I game myself, um, I would I would probably know whether somebody's sort of trying to pull one over on me. Whereas, you know, gaming for my parents was, was pretty much alien. You know, and they must have known, to be fair, because they, they did catch us out a couple of times, to be fair. So it's, yeah, and it's it's one of them. It was yeah, a massive part. I remember going into school. It would have been year nine. So we'd have been out 14, well, from between 13 and 14, 15. And I used to, um, a group of friends, probably about 10 or 12, and I used to run like a an online league. So basically they would choose a team that they wanted to be, pick the team, and then I would go and play the matches in the evening and then write down all their statistics, the results, the matches, any injuries for players, and then go and handwrite it and take them all back to them. And they would then make the necessary changes, make any transfers. It was like a, a little sort of you know i loved that that aspect of it you know the the statistics and uh, and you know which is no surprise my you know my my degree ended up being in um you know notational analysis which is like statistics within sport and how it it can be used to help improve sport performance and uh, and it's just something that you know i'm a sales manager so work with numbers so statistics is something that i'm involved in heavily and, and, and always have been to be fair so I want to pick up on this as well then, you know, because like, uh, as you probably, you've seen our run sheet, it's very, you know, there's not a lot there, you know, this whole show just sort of, you know, hangs on a thread most of the weeks. So I, I want to deviate already if I can, because you've talked about statistics, you've talked about numbers. Now, I understand that you have a thread on this site here, this track you're spending on gaming 2020. Now, di- did you do this thread as well last year? Is that is that right? Or is this a... Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. Did it last year, um, and I actually ran it myself the year before, but on a on a different site. I used to be um, involved in a a, a site called uh, P, PES Fan, which is a uh, was a 
a, a fan site for pro evolution soccer and um it was quite a close-knit community and unfortunately the site has been down apparent allegedly for gdpr regulations it was all endorsed by konami and whatnot and uh but we've got now a group of us have got a separate discord running for that so first did it on there we because probably I'll, I'll be in the same boat as as many of your listeners on here where i i buy games and i, I don't play them but it's such a good so tempting to buy it whether it's on sale or whether it's you just want it to own it whether it's you know digitally or, or, or physically and uh and i got to the point where it was i was buying games at full price and um by the time i actually got around to playing them they were either on, on sale or, or free on playstation plus and i was losing a lot of money when it but hadn't really quantified that by any sort of means so i decided to sort of run mm. a thread to establish where where my money was going uh what it was going on and, and how much over over a period it was doing so and i've noticed year on year so for the three years that i've been doing it my spending has, has decreased it makes me more conscious of, of what i'm going to be spending on um whether i need to because i mean realistically i don't need to buy any, a game ever again you know with the backlog that i've got and that won't stop me i know it won't stop me but <laughs> the fact that i've got this written down in numbers and i, I can see whether i want to spend 20 pounds here i want to do another th- a new game for 30 quid when it's you know, I'm already playing something or, or I've already got something lined up, which I know I'm going to sink another 40 hours in. Well, how long is 40 hours going to take? Given that I'm uh, two kids, a wife, a full-time job, yeah, a 40-hour game could take me a, a month, could take me longer. And, uh, you know, the by the time that happens, the game's probably been reduced in price. So uh, by the time I get, you know, get around to sort of pro- properly playing it, because I'm one of those that I don't like multiple games on the go at the same time unless they're sort of what i tend to do is have a a single player story driven game on i'll have a an online game and then i'll have a couple of casual games like a rocket league or or fifa or at the moment i'm sort of been drawn in by the kids doing that plants v zombies so which is which is quite but i I find it's i struggle to have two story games running side by side so tend to stick to to one at a time and so yeah, so I've, I've noticed year on year um, spending has, has decreased significantly. But you see some of the numbers that people are sticking on there, and uh, you know, I, I wonder whether some of them win the lottery. You know, <laughs> well, there's no need for us to go into you know the amount we're spending or whatever else a year on games. But what sure. what what interests me is uh, like it's a very popular thread, and I think it's like I think it's a great idea. You know, as you said, you, you have a much better idea of what's going on. Uh, you're much more conscious of it because I think, you know, that we talk about, you know, trophies as an addiction, but I think there's definitely game buying addictions as well as you, you know, lead or, I mean, it's probably not, it's just retail addiction, I suppose. But what, what I wanted to ask you is I find this a fascinating quirk of gamers in general. Why do gamers, do you think love to make lists? Cause in effect, this is just another list, you know, yeah. what's the attraction of lists to gamers? Do you think, or to you? Um, if you like? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something that you can relate to for me personally anyway i can't speak for anybody else but um it's i like i enjoy the meta game for a start you know this every time i mm. get a trophy or or for well not necessarily every time i get a trophy but if it's if i'm playing for an evening i'll finish my session because i'll go to bed or whatever doing something else and uh and I'll, I'll log on to psm profiles and I'll, I'll update my update my account and uh, because i like seeing the numbers increase from whether it be completion, whether it be increasing on the leaderboard. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, 
no, nowhere on any of the leaderboards, but it's still nice to sort of see you progressing and uh, and and it's also nice seeing you know, each time you you know you you're looking at your gains, um, seeing a nice hundred percent completion. You know, it's 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 more I suppose a bit of OCD I suppose um, more than anything, but some of the lists that people put on there. I mean, I'm staggered at some of the things that people write about, but but it's yeah, I, I guess it's just seeing progress and, and mm. seeing improvements and it's you know marginal gains i think is what you know a good term for it and you know people want to want to always be progressing and uh, that competitive edge yeah now the other thing i want to bring up this is lovely not having mindy here because we can we can touch on games that have no interest for her at all hello mindy how are you so uh, you know this is the first time that i can consciously remember someone referencing a golf game on this show which is fantastic because you said earlier on that you you played some golf games. Do do you still do you still I mean do you play golf yourself or do you do you still partake in these golf games at all? I know they're thin on the ground these days. Yeah, it's um I mean I golf I, I yeah I I don't play so much now, but when I finished playing football, um I I took up golf, but now I've actually resorted to playing football. Uh, so I play on the um the UK, yeah, the UK tour. So I go around the country playing that now, which gives me my fix of football and, and golf, and, and I just don't have the time to do both. But but golf games, are, are, I find them relaxed. They're challenging. I still, you know, I've, I've got, I've probably got about four or five of various different, you know, because there are these are your standard typical golf games. Like, you know, I think the last one I've bought was the, it's called the Golf Club. Um, obviously I've had Tiger Woods in the past. Um, but then I've got a couple of like party games. I think there's one called Party Golf. Dangerous golf, three um, D mini golf, which actually I found after purchasing it and playing it, one of the trophies is unobtainable. So that was uh, a little uh, fly in the ointment there, but um, <laughs> but it's nice and it's my kids are, are five and eight, uh, yeah, five and five and eight, yeah. I have to think about that. The eldest is he's got an Xbox in his in his room, but the youngest, uh, my daughter, is. Uh, She's playing as well, and um, you know she's playing as Plants vs Zombies. But the golf games, because they're multiplayer, they and and certainly like the, the party ones where it's just a kind of click of a button, and uh, and, the, and the mini golf ones means that we can all play together and do something together. Um, and it and and you know it's not too complicated for them. You know they they can easily do it. So it's it's nice um, still to get involved with with things like that. I think yeah, you do generally have to spend a bit of time on them to or invest quite a bit of time in them to sort of you know perfect them especially with the golf club because it is a very much a, a sim game rather than an arcadey one that's a that's a game i think there's three there was the golf club then there was golf club two and now 2019 so they've actually kept iterating on that series it's it's getting it's getting right. you know, i mean i shouldn't say they're on the ground it's getting quite substantial yeah it is it is and it's um and each sort of um version that comes out it's it's improving on the previous one and um and, and then making it sort of more in depth and more advanced you know so it's 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 good i, mm. I mean but you you put any sports game at me and 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 i'll play it you know there's not really that many sports that i that i don't enjoy watching or participating in or even playing playing games at. It's a funny time because I grew up, I mean, you know, we're, we're like literally almost the same age. I'm, I'm 39 as well. And so I grew up in a time playing, you know, the Lynx games and the, the PGA Tour games on, on PC. And I remember it was always a challenge because the PC was garbage that we had when we were growing up, whether it would even work on it or not, you know, and especially those, so those early PGA Tour games. And 
I think that's one of my sadnesses. Like, I mean, you know, they had the the Rory McIlroy one on PS4, and that sort of, you know, I mean, he didn't really pan out for anyone, Nike or uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think in the end. But but you know, that was their last this go. But I mean, th- those early games, they had substantial careers and stats. They had big online as well, and they, they were fantastic. But you know, anyway, anyway, I'm I'm sure we, you know people are out there going. But you know, I would love to see a foot golf game. I, I haven't played one of those, so hopefully in the in the future. Yeah, well, believe it or not, because obviously, um, having so I play in like the sort of UK Open and mm. um, played against some top ex ex professional footballers that have played, you know, international, mm. uh, because it seems to be a game that's growing and um, and and developing. And um, there's a foot golfer who's actually a, a game designer. Oh wow! And I remember last year seeing some footage where he was designing a foot golf game. So whether we ever whether it ever sees light of day, I, I don't know. But it was uh, he kept posting sort of videos of the um, of his progress on it uh, up to social media and on, on WhatsApp groups and whatnot. But I, I haven't heard anything for it for a good six months or so. So, yeah, so there is one somewhere that's sort of being being developed, but uh, I don't know how far it's, that is down the line. That's fantastic. That's oh, well, look, I'll definitely play five minutes of it for sure. So tell them tell them to hurry up and get that going. Now, look, we we're about to get into games, listeners, but look. As Gaz has probably picked up, I, I'm not a massive fan of the football, as he calls it over there, this football thing. So, But my brother is a massive fan, Gaz. So we, we need to talk about it a little bit. He's a, a Chelsea supporter. He's been over there many times to the stadium. I don't know I don't know the different teams, so I don't know if you like Chelsea. I know there's a lot of rivalry. You Maybe you hate them. Who knows? But he loves it. He always goes when he goes and pays ridiculous and the crowds and all this to, to get in there. But you yourself played semi-professionally, is that correct? I was at a professional club. I was at, albeit um, at the time they were in League One, which is, if you think Chelsea and Premier League, you've got the next league down is Championship, and then the next league down after that is League One. And and so I was at a club called Torquay United, um, who were between twelve and and eighteen. Um, I turned down a, a contract, a YTS contract, an apprentice contract at sixteen to continue my education. With the proviso that I was still playing in the um, the youth team, and then obviously seeing how it would, how it was going after that. Um, unfortunately, the, my youth team manager at the time, a guy called Steve McCall, who had sort of won the uh, the UEFA Cup, which is a, a European competition cup, Ipswich Town back in the eighties, um, he got a job offer to be um, one of the Plymouth Argyle, which is the Plymouth and Torquay arrivals. They're probably about half an hour distance distance between each other. They were league highest, but he got offered the job of, as first team manager with to do that with another guy called Kevin Hodges, and um, so that it was about with me four months away from me taking my A level exams, and so they so it all changed, and they brought a new guy in who basically gave me an ultimatum to either take the take the YTS contract there and then, or or, uh, or leave the club, and um, because I'd already invested an hour, a year and a half time studying for my A levels. You know, I didn't want to jack it all in for a, you know, to start a two-year apprentice on forty-nine pound fifty a week, which is what the that the the wage was at the time. And uh, so I I left and went to university. But then went to when I went to university, I um, uh, got up there and uh, went to a, few, a, a club up there in what was called the Hellenic League, which was um, a semi-professional club, and uh, basically. For a lot of clubs around sort of Cheltenham and, and Gloucester and back down here in Devon at semi pro level. So, um, you know, used to earn money from doing it. Um, had some good sort of 
runs in the FA Cup and uh, FA bars and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it was just a massive passion, passion of mine until I pretty much retired last year, albeit the last few years, I've just been playing at a, a local level, you know, the, the age has got the better of me, unfortunately, sort of when it comes to, uh, to that. Uh, horrible feeling when you know you, you know your head head can do it but your body can't that's right it's funny you say that because everyone tells you that you slow down in your late 30s and you're like that's bullshit or whatever else and then suddenly one day you wake up and you're like oh you do slow down a little bit <laughs> yeah that's right and uh, your hangovers get worse and well you know, <laughs> back in the 20s what was, what was a hangover but um yeah you soon know more about it when you're in your late 30s and uh and the That's kids right. don't give you uh, any respite from it, unfortunately. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Well, look, I want to thank you for that because, you know, none of that made any sense to me, but my brother has no time for games at all. And so he, he never listens. This this would appall him, this type of thing. But he's he will, he asked me to t- ask you about it and then he wanted a timestamp because he said he'd listen to that couple of minutes. So, look, he'll love okay, that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank so, you for yeah. that. Well, I remember I went to if – if he's a Chelsea fan, I went to – I've been to Chelsea around a couple of times. I'm a Liverpool supporter who it looks like Liverpool mm-hmm. are likely to win the league this year. And um, I remember the, my company that I'd worked for previously. We had a box at um, at Chelsea, and uh, so we did. I've done, yeah, I've done a couple of hospitality um, trips up there to watch uh, Chelsea against Newcastle, and then actually Chelsea against Liverpool. And so yeah, fantastic experience. Certainly in the the sort of um, the, in the to hospitality area absolutely brilliant amazing amazing time and uh yeah so it's so yeah i'm well aware and unfortunately chelsea you know he'll be he'll be well aware chelsea beat obviously liverpool in the last week 2-0 in the fa cup so yeah that was a bit of a disappointment for for me and the boy um but yeah i'm sure he was happy about it so uh yeah. It's funny because, you know, obviously, you know, you live there and we have European listeners, you know, it's, it's a massive sport to them. But, and I know it's a growing sport in America and look at, you know, it exists here in Australia as well to, to some degree. But the first time I was in England, I was like 19 and, and he, he's a little bit younger than me. We were there, there together or whatever. And he really wanted to go to see a game there at Chelsea. And like, we didn't have tickets or anything like this. So we just went out to the stadium yeah. and, you know, visited Mr. Friendly Scalper. And it cost like fucking, like, I mean, Australian dollars bad anyway, but it cost a fucking fortune. I remember that time and the guy had like only one ticket and I was like, you know, I didn't want to go anyway. So he went in and, and it's, he said it was amazing because just the number of people and the atmosphere over there, you know, Australian crowds are smaller and, you know, whatever. But I remember I just went down to like some pub or whatever and drank some warm beer or something. And I remember coming out at the end of the game and just the and again you'd be used to this because you live there and you you know what it's like but just this sea of people coming out and just the you know the 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 singing and the the I mean you know that day there were no riots which was awesome but you know this is positivity and just this it's it's just uh, it's so like and as uh, you know you know you you're used to this but it was for an Australian that that number of people and that that vibe and it was just a normal game you know it wasn't like a, a, a final or anything and it's just fantastic. If, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the, the, the two, two times that I've been to to, Chelsea, to watch the Chelsea games, we've ended up going to a couple of pubs beforehand and, and a couple of pubs afterwards as well. And you see in there, and it's very much um, a way of life for a lot of people because you go in and and they're in. You go into the pub at you know maybe eleven o'clock. It's a, it's a routine. They live, they work for all week to go. Even whether they go into the to the match or not, but they're there. They go to the pub at eleven o'clock. They um, putting their bets on, you know, for what they're going to be doing. They're, they're reading the newspapers and, you know, picking their teams, having conversations about different players, formations, tactics, managers. And, 
and then obviously enjoy the game, come out, have a few beers, discuss any sort of contentious points, and and they go again next week, you know, and that and that's what they do. It, it, and it's you know, it happens in all the major cities, you know, in England that have have you know big football teams, um, you know, and that's why it's the you know the most popular sport in the world, I suppose. But well, certainly in this country. But um, uh, interesting. Okay, now look, we better we better deviate back because you know there's some people swinging from a noose at this point. I'm yeah. sure. So <laughs> let's move over to some of these games yeah. now. Why don't we have a look at what you've been playing, if you like, and I'll, I'll leave it up to you here. You can throw throw some stuff out for us. Some of the most recent ones. So the most recent one you probably see on my profile, I, I bought this week because um, it was in the sale. Soccer pinball, two things which I actually enjoy. You know, well, love one of them and pinball. Yeah, quite like it. I but this, this I, I paid one pound nineteen for it, and I feel cheated at paying that. To be honest with you, uh, it's uh, absolutely horrendous. I mean, it was it's, well, basically, I loaded it up. I thought right. Let's let's get this done. Let's get the, some of these trophies. They're, they're fairly simple. So select select his color. It's not teams, just color. So red, red, blue, mm. green, black, whatever. And then I pressed my my controller X on the controller and um, waited. Nothing happened. I think well, pick my color. So we're here. And I, and it wasn't. I can the match wouldn't start. So what it is, there is no single player against the AI. So. <laughs> What you've got to imagine this pinball, it's not a pin, it's not one pinball machine. What, how you've got to picture it is two pinball tables are, are connected to each other and um, exa- identical, so yeah, symmetrically. In the, and you're basically two players against each other. The idea is you knock the your ball has got to get through the flippers mm-hmm. of theirs and, and their ball, vice versa, and, they, and you get points. And uh, so, yeah, the only way you can play a single player is by setting up a second controller and have nobody playing it. So you're just scoring points against nobody. So you, it's literally just a two-player game. The only good thing about it is you can set the game times to, to between one and fifteen minutes. So I kind of, um, I won't say sort of uh, trick. Well, I kind of tricked the kids actually and say, look at this fun game we've got. You can play two-player. Set it to a minute and allow them this morning. Like, God, who can beat each other? Try and rile them up a little bit. And uh, yeah, but even then, the five-year-old was saying, Daddy, this is rubbish. Can we play uh, Plants vs Zombies? And one of the trophies is, is to play 100 games, and it's uh, and this is how much they thought of it. The trophies are called something like amazing, you've played more than the developers, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, obviously, can't say much about the game. Yeah. So, yeah, so somehow I've got to get through uh, probably about 90 more games to get the 100% one. There. You, you so, can uh, set the clock, though, to a minute, I think you said. Is that correct? Or I read read somewhere? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you can do that. It's, the other sort of nagging thing is that the ball will get stuck oh, yeah. in certain positions. So it will just, you'll hit it and um, it might, there'll be an, uh, an object, you know, like a a pipe, you know, like you could hit those, the pinball through those pipes, the metal pipes, and it will go through. If it's this, it can sit on the top of that and you think, well, that's it. And, and you just, if, if it goes on, if it just sits there, you can't release it. Even if you play in two plans, you think you can sort of knock it out. It doesn't, it just goes through it. So the, the, it sort of mm. kind of glitches out on it as well. So it's, yeah, anybody looking at it because it's in the cell at the moment, I would steer clear of it. To be honest with you, I would not recommend it. <laughs> the game I'm playing the most of actually, I've gone back to the. I was looking at my backlog and um, went back to Need for Speed Most Wanted on the PS3, mm. and uh, having a re- really good time with it. Really enjoying it. The platinum will come on it. I'm sure. I'm sort of 
fifty percent, probably about fifty percent ish of the trophies through. But really, really enjoyed them. It's the one with a ton of DLC, tough DLC, or, or time consuming. I think it might be. Um, there is. Oh, this is the thing. It's there is there is DLC for it. I haven't got the DLC for it because this was a free game from PS Plus years mm. ago, and uh, I did it. I looked at buying the DLC, but at the moment, it's for, for this game which came out i think in 2012 the deal the complete dlc pack is is 25 pounds which seems like a a a lot of money you know um for for a seven-year-old yeah it's been i remember years ago or a couple of years ago looking at this and it was still ridiculously expensive the dlc so yeah so i may just get the platinum and and maybe if it if it comes but comes down in price i'll look at getting the uh the dlc on it but um, yeah, it's, it's very much reminds me of the um, of Burnout Paradise um, in terms mm. of the billboards, the jumps, and um, security gates and, and whatnot, uh, which I which actually was my my first ever platinum. So uh, so yeah, bringing back some good memories on that. And then I've been playing a bit of um, the the first Plants vs Zombies on the PlayStation Four. Again, it was a game that was free a while back, and I think I dabbled in it when I first got it, and then never really played after i was looking for the kids for something to play and um they got involved in that and i was sort of helping them watching them and they were sort of getting all these trophies i was thinking yes this is probably do earn some pretty easy trophies on this and um they started playing it just every now and again and um and that's uh yeah that's sort of really enjoying it just for a little bit if you you know if, if you've got a half an hour, hour to spare or something, you know, in the evening um, after the gym or something. It's, uh, yeah, it's nice just to, to unwind too. So they're the ones that I'm, that I'm like actually playing at the moment. Can I ask you now, you know, you've got kids, you're, you're, you know, you're working, you know, your gym, you know, sports, you're a very busy man. How do you justify then, you know, your gaming time is precious. How do you justify something like playing Truck Racer on the PS3? How was that? <laughs> So yeah, it's yeah, it's a good one because so my my backlog consists of so many good games. Uh yet my PSN profile consists of so many pretty poor games and um and it's kind of like choosing my game and deciding on what to play is a game in itself. And and I, I invest so much time in that. It's uh sometimes it could be a, a an evening before I've even chosen like what i want to play and then it'll come to the next evening and i'll, I'll change my mind but i looked at it and um the, the platinum could be done sort of in a, in, a, in a few hours and it was coming up to i think for truck racer in particular it was i signed up for that abc is it abc games of you know for the year or whatnot you know on psm profiles you know that that event and it was yeah. coming up to christmas so i thought mm-hmm. Well, I could probably I can squeeze a game in between Christmas and the start of the new year, and so I was looking at what I'd be able to realistically get in. And uh, and truck race was on my backlog. I enjoy racing games, and I thought let's just let's just blast this one out and uh, and see if we can get it done. And uh, yes, we did it. But I mean, it certainly it wasn't the most enjoyable of experiences. I must admit. But, um, but yeah, but it was it, it was it's not the worst it's not the worst game I've played, or certainly the worst game on the profile. <laughs> Now, can I also ask? That was I know I know I said there were going to be no cheap shots, and that was a little bit cheap. But you know, you mm. have to expect that. So uh, you know, we'll raise the bar a little bit here. Now, these are games that I don't partake in because you know I don't I don't 
follow the game, but you know, you, you clearly do. And I see you, you've platted FIFA 19. So if you wouldn't mind, because I know next to nothing about these games, what are these games like for Platinum? Uh, is it is it like a part of the process, the, like just playing the game and fun, or is it sort of grindy out of your way, or what, what's going on? Part of it, so the previous, I mean, I think one of my rarest ever trophies is from about FIFA 13, which is about point zero point eight seven completion rate, uh, sorry, percentage rate, which is Platinum mm. on, on PSN profiles. Um, there's usually a combination of um, general things that you can do within a game, um, like maybe score a free kick or score all penalties in a penalty shootout or score a header with a defender or, or from a corner or score a long range shot with a defender, which are a fair, they'll come over time the more you, more you play it. You've then got um, most recent FIFAs. There's been a, a story mode called The Journey. and I think it's in the last three there's been that, or certainly two. So there's an, there's an area for maybe half a dozen trophies for completing the story and then doing certain tasks within that story mode. You've got the online play, you've got the, uh, which are trophies for, you've got the winning certain tournaments, you've got the club career, the pro clubs, and then the ultimate team. So there's, you can break it down probably into about seven sections. And within those seven sections, there's probably about four or five trophies under each one. So some of them can be, can be grindy and, a lot of people you'll see complain about the in, in various topics about FIFA about the mm-hmm. online trophies in particular on Ultimate Team because the Ultimate Team is is essentially a, a pay to win model. You know, people invest a lot of money into obtaining packs, which in the hope of you know um, packing the best players and whatnot. And there might be a trophy for reaching a certain division, Division Three or Division Four. You know, which it can be, it can be can be tricky this fifa 20 i don't know whether i'm gonna platinum it or not I've, I've kind of lost the love for it a little bit um this year and it, last night was the first night that i'd actually put it on and that was only because i had a mate round playing it with a few beers and uh, since since before christmas but they changed up the story mode on it to take away from a journey and they, they created this mm-hmm. mode called volta which is essentially a, a 3v3 street football type uh, game and uh, but the grind on that is I mean effectively I think it's around to get the trophy for that it's about 600 matches you're going to have to play on it um, which is a, a lot of time invested in it and uh, football games although I love football games you know my enjoyment comes from playing online on it and, and playing other people more so than the AI and, and single player so um, I'd have to be pretty yeah. as committed and dedicated to sort of wanting that platinum to, to play 600 games against the computer of, uh, of street football. Um, so, but we'll see. I'll see. I might mm. sort of rekindle my love affair with, it, with the game. So I think I've had the platinum for about maybe six of the last eight FIFAs, I think. Well, you, you always just chip away at it, I suppose. Yeah, something like that. It's a, it's a massive yeah, that's thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. good, good, yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. It's eclectic. I like it. There's a lot. There's a lot in Terminator Salvation. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ghostbusters! You haven't started it though. That's no. I was yeah. It was um, yeah. My, my wife bought it for me for Christmas, and um, I went to this was again stemmed from the reason it's on my profile. It stemmed from um, mm. my dile- dilemma of deciding what to play. And by the time I decided what to play, I was mm. actually was, got too tired and decided to go to bed. So. I never got around to it. And the other reason was I knew that they were 
they're supposed to be patching in some some the online multiplayer at some stage, and um, I was in my brain. I was at the back of my head. I was half thinking that are they going to release trophies for that? Because if I complete the single player and platinum it, I'll probably trade it in or or sell it or whatnot. And um, and then if they release the trophies again for the multiplayer, I'll probably have to to buy it. But it's all gone quiet on that front um, on the multiplayer. So I thought I'll, I'll just hang fire on it and and see what happens and um and yeah. play some play something else for the time being but it's a game i never played the ps3 version of it so but it was one that i'd always looked at i think i played the demo of it one year what what i find refreshing too i just sort of scrolling down here is i don't see any mega man here which is you know a good selection no. and and you know you, metroidvania i don't know not not too much going on there either so this is this is wonderful not a lot. I can sort of, yeah, I can take it or leave it. Really, it's. I think I feel the same way. <laughs> I think Tesla Grad is in there, isn't it? Fairly recently. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. Is there is there anything else you'd like to throw out there? Um, I, I think yeah, I think probably in terms of sort of my one of my proudest is is Drive Club getting the hundred percent on Drive Club, which was uh, really you know I know it got it got panned a lot of stick when it first released, but I've had that years and. It was only recently that I sort of came and invested quite a bit more time in it and really enjoyed it. Like, really, one of the best racing games I've played. Um, yeah, so, and, and so Drive Club Bikes is on there as well, we, you know, recently, which I'm just chipping away at. But the Drive Club, the first, you know, I really enjoyed all of that. Didn't get tired of it at all. You actually have quite a lot of racing games here. You have this, now, this is interesting. You know, this flat out, I don't know, when did you play? Yeah. Oh, this is a little while ago. I don't know if you remember this game, but yeah, yeah you, you put some time into it. What did you think of this? Yeah. Did you like it? Um, not? I, I it's very arcadey, but again, this is what put me off. I, I did all the online, and after sort of having, doing all the online, I found that one of the trophies is, is unobtainable on the digital copy. It kind of sort mm. of like um, dampened my enthusiasm for it, if I'm honest with you, because uh, I had wanted to go for the platinum, and then, I was thinking, is it worth really trying to find a physical copy and spending the money on that uh, again? Because the game isn't isn't brilliant. I mean, it's fairly enjoyable, but it's uh, it's very arcadey. AI is a bit bit harsh, really. You know, rubber bandy, and uh, but um, yeah, I, I probably st- it's still actually on my um, on my PS4. So I, I may just sort of go back to it as and as and when. Yeah, it's a funny game. It came out like it was built up a lot before it came out in the racing games and then you're right it just didn't the list i mean the trophy list didn't help it that's for sure yeah it just didn't i don't know it didn't quite meet the the potential i thought at the time either because i put a little time into it and yeah i did the same i just bounced bounced off it but yeah it's look it's interesting it may look who knows maybe it's better that's it that's impressive to see so we've covered golf listeners today and racing games and fifa look they're topics i never thought we would get to so this is yeah very diverse I'm certainly a difference anyway. So look, listeners, I don't have much to throw out this week other than, you know, I, I, I fought with YouTube and I and I, I don't think I won. I don't think anyone wins trying to trying to fight with YouTube. But I think I, you know, we, we, we came to an impasse where I managed to get something up there. So that wasn't impressive. And I just want to say, you know, I have more respect. In fact, I have massive respect now for anyone that's creating video content, you know, and putting it up anywhere because I didn't realize how much work is involved in that. And, you know, obviously I've I'm not, I'm not doing it on the level of these people, but, you know, it's it's a lot of work and then getting it up and doing all that. So I have a lot of respect, particularly for these people putting up these these visual trophy guides, you know, and things like this as well. It's fantastic. So, you know, keep keep on keeping on. So anyway, but, you know, 
it doesn't interest you, I'm sure, listeners. So let's go, let's go towards games. And I don't know, Gaz, I'm going to throw out a little bit of the Division 2 love only because the uh, uh, Gangs of New York, if you like Warlord Gangs of New York, <laughs> great movie, uh, Warlords of New York uh, DLC came out. Yeah, look, it's, it's not cheap. You know, I mean, considering, guys, you can buy the game for $3 now, I believe, the base game. Yeah, It's a great deal. Yeah, $3 is a very good deal because there's a ton of free DLC, of course, for this game, free missions and stuff. It's only the the latest pack which comes in at sort of a three-quarter price. So so what are you getting for your money? Well, look, I don't know. I think you need to be a fan of the game uh, at this stage to to buy into it because it it does come with a sort of, I'm going to say four, four sort of mini bosses, if you like, that lead to a final boss. We'll leave it there. And each mini boss has at least a couple of missions that sort of open its location. If you've played, you know, the first game or the second game, you, you'll know that you're funneled into these sort of 12 or 16 key missions. So you do these little mini evidence findings things, very short, and they lead to the, the main missions. The main missions are good. They're tougher too. I think, again, you know, I'm not very skilled in this game, obviously. I'm not, I'm not taking advantage of some of the, the pickups and, and um you know, upgrades and things, I think. But, you know, it's definitely manageable with, with two people, two average people like myself. But they're good. Missions are a little bit longer, I think, as well. The boss, I've only done two of them so far. The boss fights are also a little bit more substantial at the end of the mission. So I like I like what they're doing. But, look, I don't know. One of the things I don't like is that once you start in on it, you can't actually return to the base game until you finish the story. So, like, I'm going to take a guess that the story is about six hours or so, six or seven. So, you know, if that's a concern to you, you want to think about it. Also, I know there's a weird quirk with this game with leveling where you can end up getting going up tiers, which makes the platinum become harder and harder. This game does happen off that map. So it operates on a the leveling system from the first game, if you like. You start at 30 and you move up. So it's not going to affect my understanding, you know, the platinum in making it tougher. And in fact, potentially it may make it easier if you can take the weapons back, I would imagine, although I'm not sure. You know, at this point you can, but look, you know, unless you're a big fan, I think it's probably probably worth waiting. And if you are, you should you should definitely be on it. So the next thing I'll throw out is One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows, which is just a fantastic, a fantastic game. This is an anime arena fighter, the latest offering from Spike Chunsoft. Now, look, I'm, a bit, I'm on a bit of a roll with this uh, this dev at the moment, just having finished recently the AI Somnium Files. Obviously, this is a very different style of game, but... Look, you know, it has polish still. Obviously, this is published by Bandai Namco. But look, you don't have to you don't have to freak out. Yes, it's a fighting game, but it's not a Bandai list here. It's quite a reasonable list. In fact, I think this plat, you know, can be done quite comfortably in 20 hours, depending on how you how you choose to go about grinding to raise your levels. For a fighting game, and look, let's be honest, I do enjoy a good fighting game. And I'm look, I'm gonna admit I'm a button masher, nothing special. And one of the biggest problems with most fighting games and then the, the trophies subsequently for me is the, the combo challenges. You know, I know Mortal Kombat 11, you've got to be like a freak, a god to, to pass that sort of challenge. And I think it's for a bronze a bronze trophy as well. And it's a similar situation I've run into with Grand Blue Fantasy Versus as well in that I'm not, I'm not the sort of gamer that can hit 45 button combo in a row while standing on one leg looking backwards. You know, it's just, it's just not going to happen at my age. So... You know, I don't, usually don't worry for the plat in these games, but you know, look, I enjoy a good time with them or whatever. One of the great things about this game is it actually does away with that. There's no combo-specific based uh, trophies in the tutorial or anything. So, you know, if that if that's something that worries you, you can, you know, that alleviates your your pain and frustrations right now. So, look, what is it? It is an arena fighter. It does it does have a story or whatever else. Look, it's 
Look, I don't know. It's a lot better than Jump Force for me, I'm finding. But then I think for people well-versed in this genre, it might be it might come up a little bit short. The The premise of it is, is obviously there's story actions or whatever. You take quests and then you end up in these these fights, if you like, one-on-one fights. Now, you do have one of the, the more overcharged, if you like. They're the sort of established superheroes that will meet you sort of halfway through the fight or at very diff- different times, if you call them and they will come in and, and help you out. You will control them. So in effect, it, it becomes a tag team battle. So at the start of the game, you start off obviously as a lowly unknown hero. You don't have a class yet. And you take these quests, you build up rep, if you like, two, two different types of rep going on until you eventually reach you know, the, the status of the one punch man who you don't actually get to play as. Uh, well, not for quite some time, I understand. Definitely much, much more time for me to play through. So the balancing for this game, because it is a fighting game, it's... Look again, it's not difficult. I think there's some there's some funny things like it, it, the combos are very easy. So you know, as I alluded to earlier, if you, if that sort of worries you in a fighting game, you 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 don't need to concern yourself with that there. But the leveling I'm finding a little bit funny too because I mean, I'm not having any problems at all. But when I do call in someone a, a stronger hero to help me, it just becomes ridiculously easy. So that's from the beginning, and it, you know, I'm I'm through the sort of third and fourth chapter now, so it's it, it doesn't seem to be changing. So that aside, look. You're not going to be challenged, I suppose, by this game. So as far as the story, is it any good? Well, look, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely it's definitely tongue-in-cheek. It's, it's poking a laugh at this sort of, you know, leveling superhero sort of business. I mean, some of the heroes are insane or whatever. And again, I'm not sure how strongly, I'm sure it leads strongly, I suppose, to the anime, but I don't, I don't watch it myself. But having said that, I'm still finding plenty of enjoyment in it. So can I recommend it? Yeah, look, I think I, think I can. Look, I'm sure there are better... Fighters in this genre, perhaps the My Heroes One Justice, if you like that game. But like, I don't know. This this for me is better than that as well. So I think it's it's very personal. It's very subjective. I know it's a full price game. I mean, if you're used to buying these anime style games. You're used to paying a lot anyway. So that's probably not a concern for you. But I'd say you know around fifteen fifteen to twenty hours. I'm looking forward to finishing it. I, I feel that I can perhaps plat it and and I'll enjoy it. As far as the online go- side goes, it does. From chapter two onwards, it opens up a you know a hub world if you like. So you you move between the hub world. You can see other uh, characters. There's big emphasis on costumes and customization of your character and unlocks. So everyone looks different and unique and through cosplay and everything else. So it's kind of kind of fun in the the online hub, I suppose, if you like, because there are no trophies, I believe, tied to to rank matches or anything like this. There is a counter they've set up though for events. And it looks like they're, they're obviously going to have some, you know, some firm events in this game and, and whatever else, community events and, you know, individual one-on-ones. And there's already prizes and tickets and things associated with this. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of play here after the, the Platinum. There is a character pass, but it doesn't seem to have any effect on the trophies or anything. You don't need to concern yourself, at least at this stage, with that. So, look, I'm, in, I'm enjoying that. And then, look, I, look, I don't know, listeners, there's... There's a bit of spam here or whatever else. We had the Inferno 2, the Asian stack, the Metagal, the Japanese stack, with somewhat infuriating boss you know, fight there. This Chop is Dish, which we sort of went into in the, the P2P level cap last week, which, you know, has a, has a few, you know, cheats or workarounds, if you like, which makes it a very easy, easy plat, uh, you know, maybe 30 to 40 minutes or so. And then this Breeder Homegrown director's cut. Look, I found, you know, the story was fine or whatever. It's, it's uniquely done to a degree. Or whatever. What what's particularly great about this game, and again, we're, we're talking about you know a game that can be done easily in less than an hour or so, uh, is that the sound design is fantastic. So if you do play this, I'd suggest wearing some headphones. This probably is not a game, an indie game to mute, but actually to to listen to as you go. 
And then that brings us to the first Patreon producer game that I decided that I would start. And I wanted to start it because I, I really think I wanted to get it out of the way because I didn't, I don't think I gave it justice the first time. And this is, of course, the Patreon producer Scottish noobs game, Death Stranding. So full disclosure, I probably played about two hours into, well, into chapter one before I abandoned it last time. And, you know, my views, my views were quite clear at the time. This time I'm sort of well into chapter two. And going into it this time, I knew that this was the sort of game I had to put like a good chunk into in my first playthrough. Because the first time I played, you know, 20 minutes and 30 minutes and 20 minutes, it was just a mess. And a game like this really demands, I think, a big first session. So I think I put like three to four hours in in that session, you know, and I didn't really intend to, I sort of, I got drawn in, to be honest with you. So, you know, that, that's a, that's a good sign. So, you know, I won't, won't go into it in too depth, too much depth, because obviously I'm still, still fairly early on, other than to say there, there's obviously more of a story here than, than I assumed. I think, I know I said before that I think the story will meet me maybe in 20 hours time. And I, I still feel that way. There's a lot of things going on that I don't understand into chapter two, but I think, you know, that's the, the point of it or whatever. My my gripe with this game, again, I'm an old man, you know, so it's probably my own problem, and I, and I do sit well back from, from the TV, but the, the text is really small in this game, and there's a lot of menus with the, the cargo delivery and the accepting stuff, so it's really hard to see if you're at a distance, but that's that's a personal thing for me that I'm just going to have to get over. Maybe I just need to move closer, closer to the screen, or I don't know, get some new eyeballs, perhaps. Who knows? But that aside, look, it's good. It's it is. Look, it's fucked up. There's no there's no two ways about it. But there's also a sense of calm when I was playing this game. I mean, the music is is fantastic, and you're just out there. It's a, it's a hugely beautiful game. Just out there walking, and the music drops in. And this is the sort of game that I feel would be perfect to to have a podcast on or something too. But but I found myself in the, the sub. So I played it like three different sessions. Now I found myself wearing headphones every time because I just want. I don't want to trigger the music. I know you can go in and, and you can make it start, but I just want it to, to hit me in whatever song happens while I'm, I'm out there wandering around aimlessly sometimes. And it's a special, it's a special moment. Look, I don't know if I'm going to feel that in 60 or 80 hours, but, but at, this, at this stage I am. So look, I look, I, look forward to, I look forward to spending more time in it, Mr. Noob, and you know, seeing, seeing what happens. I, I will admit I'm playing it on easy, <laughs> although I, I'm not, you know, there's been nothing difficult so far, but you know, maybe that will change, whatever. But I do understand later on we'll have to, have to assume the hard position and see what, see what happens. But it's interesting. And look, I, don't, I was thinking today, like, would this be the sort of game you could do a deep dive on or not? And then I was like, it's such an experience game that I'm not, I'm not sure. And then, then I was thinking too, is this like a good recommendation game for somebody? And then I was like, well, I don't know either because I didn't want to play it after I played it the first time and now it's come back at me. I'm almost like more open to it. So, so maybe it is. Look, I, I don't know. But, but look, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to what, will, what will happen there, I suppose. So, so look, we, we shall see. Okay, listeners, so why don't we, why don't we move across across to the topic so one of the great things about having a, a mature gamer is we can, we can you know look at things that are a little deeper i suppose so that means you know you you know mr 18 or 19 year old that's only interested in trophies now's the time to you know turn off or whatever or look you could carry on if you want to it's really a, you know it's a choice you're gonna have to make for yourself so gaz we're gonna have a look here now you suggested this topic i think this is fantastic so it's basically 
Well, like, I mean, there's, there's a whole thing you wrote here, but basically it sort of stems, I think, a little bit from how how gaming has changed, you know, how the perception of gaming has changed. You put your meter exposure, improvements within technology and, and this sort of thing, how things have, have perceived. But we also touched on something, and this is something that's come up a few times on this show, and it's about whether you, and it's a question that I get sometimes too, about do people like do people know that you game? Do you talk to you know just people in everyday and real life about gaming? You know, do, at work, friends, whatever. Do, do you have that, or do you keep it secret, or does it just never come up, or whatever else? And I know that we had a guest last year who mentioned you know that work one day and he heard you know people talking about some game or whatever you know like the water cooler or whatever. It was very superficial talk or whatever, and thought you know now is a great time. Should I go forward and say something? You know, or, or should I just hold back? But, you know, so, so it's all wrapped up in this this sort of topic, I suppose, today. So, you know, you said you've been a passionate gamer your whole life, I suppose. But how does it fit, like, into your yeah. life then, you know, and the people around you? Yeah, so going going back to when when I was a kid growing up, as I said already, that the the bulk of my time of gaming was was involved in multiplayer. And obviously this was the de- the days before online play was was even a thing it was um local multiplayer with with our brothers or, or school friends and um so there was never really so that was all i did was i just played sports games or i played racing games or i played fighting games you know it was just all about beating the person person that you're playing with which is fine because that has always been a thing you know going through stages of the history of gaming people are competitive in everything that they do or generally speaking you would think certainly in the environments i've grown up in, being involved heavily involved in sport compet- the competitive edge has always been there and um the people i'm, I'm playing with uh, who tend to be your friends are involved in have the same interests as you involved in the same things as you so they have that competitive edge as well so that element hasn't changed i don't think because you look at now um games like like fifa you know you have groups of mates will have fifa nights or you know they'll go around to somebody's house they'll take some beers pizza around whatnot and and have a fifa competition you might even throw a few, few a bit of money in it you know for the winner winner takes all you know certainly that's something we've done same with same with golf as well what has changed really is the the improvements and the enhancements and the development of the sort of story driven mm-hmm. games the the narration whilst there have been some great you know story games over over history you think of where it is now in terms of how much money is involved in developing these games that the exposure that they get whether it's be tv adverts radio adverts you know adverts now before a film at the cinema all these all these things have have made them what they seem more popular i mean or, or certainly more acceptable but um there's still this elephant in the room when it comes to talking about games that you're playing as being nerdy or sort of, uh, you know, uncool. And um, Mm. certainly in my walk of life, I haven't got anyone that I can really, even my brothers now these days, you know, I can't really talk to anybody about a, a story game that I'm playing or I'm finding challenging or I'm enjoying. Very rare that I can a bit a bit sad really because i know that if i if i do sort of engage with any of my my work uh, sorry work friends or my, my sort of friends through through football or or any other walks of life the 
comments I'm likely to receive from them aren't are going to be sort of you know I'm going to get a bit of stick for it you know and uh, and it's something you know I'm not really you know I'm, I'm sort of you know don't feel comfortable although I'm comfortable with myself gaming and enjoy it you know but it's not something that I would feel comfortable about in a in a public you know my friends being talking about me about it and which I don't know I don't know how that makes me seem or sort of come across as but it's uh it's just one of those facts of reality you know i suppose it depends on your circle of friends you know my my group of friends are very much um because of the you know football theme and you know what dressing dressing room banter um you know it's very much about you know the beer women um you know your typical typical guys typical you know i'd probably be classed as a, a typical lad by a lot of people you know but um certainly not a typical stereotypical gamer anyway that's for sure so which is it's a bit of a shame really because sometimes i do want to sort of converse because it's a big part of my life and i and i enjoy what i'm doing and i shouldn't be ashamed of what i do and and it is mm. nowadays so much more socially acceptable to game you know I'm, i've been there with my you know my dad has come around you know to pick pick my kids up take them around and you know i might be sat there playing a game and he's you know and yeah, Gareth, you know, you're 39 years old, what are you doing playing a game? Yet, on the flip side of that, because of where gaming has come from and where it is now, you know, there is there are times that, you know, I've, I've been around to my, old, my my dad's house and I've, I've seen him there sat playing Candy Crush, you know, and uh, you're thinking, well, it's, it's, the way, it's the way it is now. It is socially acceptable. Um, and there's lots of things that have driven that, um, like I said, improvements in technology um the capabilities of the the machines you know my my dad bought a mum and dad bought a playstation 3 not on launch but not not soon after um because it was you could you know watch blu-rays on it so it made sense for them to to get that because they could use it you know the, for the media you could they stream they could use you know put their netflix through it or whatnot so there are lots of different different reasons for um the perception of gaming but and, this, and the, the acceptance, but there is still this elephant in the room when it comes to uh, being honest with certain real-life friends about your passion for gaming and, and what their perceptions might be and what they might actually, um, you know, say to you. Or I mean, they wouldn't treat you any of any, any differently, but you might get a bit of stick for it, you know, and, uh, and whatnot. But it's just that that's just the the way it is, certainly for me. But I, I, and I appreciate that. From individual to individual, and depending on your group of friends, there'll be there'll be hundreds and thousands of people out there who can converse about different games that they're playing uh, without a care in the world, and, and and can have brilliant. You know, I'm quite envious of, of some of those those people. But as I said, from a personal level, it's a, it's a no go area, other than perhaps sort of t- saying how much you smash somebody by on FIFA and uh, and who your your latest uh, player you got was in a pack, you know? And that's about the limit of where I can go. There's a lot to unpack there, which we'll, we'll sort of get into if that's okay a little bit and we'll back and forth it a bit. But, I mean, you, you're not alone, Gaz. Like, the, the the number one comment I hear talking to people, like unless, unless your job is probably focused in, in gaming and in industry, it, it's much the same for everybody, which I find interesting. So... You alluded to, you know, like in the past or whatever. Look, I remember, you know, as we said, we're similar age. So I remember being at school and, and gaming was, you know, obviously it's it's not developed, as you say, as it is today. But it was it was treated as a very bad thing by kids even then. I know some kids played or whatever. It was very uncool, very bad stigma associated 
we look today, I mean, it's great. The kids love it. You know, it's got a good stigma. You know, they might be playing Fortnite or whatever they're playing, but I don't, I don't see kids. I don't, you know, I see a lot of kids around the place. I don't see with work and things. I don't see a negative stereotype in the fact that they're playing this in their own peer group. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but their peers, they're into it. They love it. It's not, you know, it's no, it's no longer like, oh, look at that guy. He's over there. He plays games, you know, or something. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very normal thing now, as you say, you know, a good thing or whatever else. And it's sort of, the problem is, is you, you grow older, but your views don't always grow older. And we both grew up in a time where it was uncool. I'm sure it's the same there and everything else. And like, I hate playing this card, but it's effective in this situation. You know, when I, one of my pet peeves is like, you, you see it less and less, but you know, you, you'll be somewhere else and you go and you see it way less and less now, but someone will go, you know, I know no gay people or whatever else. And you're like, well, darling, that's not true. And you know, they're everywhere and you just don't realize, you know, and it's the same with gamers. Like, you know, you said, you know, you don't, you don't know people. We don't know people out there, but mm. you look at the numbers of people that game and it's staggering. I mean, it's impossible not to know games. I mean, most of your friends, you know, my friends are gaming. It's just whether they talk about it or not. And I think that's the no, real, absolutely. that's what you're alluding to. Now, of course, they're playing all different things. They might be playing FIFA, they might be playing RPG, yeah. playing shooters, whatever they're playing. Everyone, you know, everyone's doing whatever they like. But, but it's a massive, it's a massive thing. We see the advertising, we see all this sort of stuff. So my question to you is, do you think it's more us as the gamer that's creating this sort of level of like, isolation to a degree socialization with gaming and that it's us that are not talking about it so therefore it's not being talked about um yeah quite i mean quite possibly i mean it's it should be easier now um because of especially with the um you know since trophies have been added you know if you've got real life friends that are friends on your your network whether they be xbox or playstation or, or steam or whatever you're going to have a, an understanding of what what they're playing their trophy count so if you know um you know i've got some friends on there that literally their trophy list is fifa 14 fifa 15 fifa 16 fifa 17 you know all the way up through so you know there's no point there would be no point in me engaging in a conversation with him about anything other than fifa really the guy as i mentioned that um i had a friend who came round yesterday and um we played fifa and a bit of vr he doesn't play the PlayStation Plus, doesn't even know that you could download the PlayStation Plus games. Doesn't even really know, he just knows PlayStation Plus as being online, you know, and uh, so I know that he plays FIFA and he plays a bit of maybe Call of Duty. Um, but, you know, again, it's something you can use these trophy lists to try and sort of identify who you can engage with in certain conversations and have a talk about certain games or certain types of games or genres of games. But yeah, I mean, going back to your original question about whether it serves it, it must be because you socially, it's such a big business now, you know, the amount of money that's invested in it, you've got now with, with multinational companies sponsoring events for it, you've got the esports now with, you know, proper teams, you know, every single Premier League football team now has their own esports football team players can play a competition to to represent that football team you know so it's, it's trying to it is moving away from being this sort of uh, stigma of being uncool and whatever else you want to call it so maybe it is maybe as as still thinking and maybe it's because of our ages cj that we have got we've got this this thinking of that it is it is uncool maybe people who are in their age you know teens because they've been brought up on it more recently where it has they've 
entered it as it has been socially accepted. So it's been part of their life as that way, as that, as long as they've known it, as long as they've been gaming and, and haven't gone through the changes that some older gamers have gone through. I think that's very much the case. Yeah. See, one one thing I don't know, like I don't know if you feel this way or not, but and you know, I, I, look, I'm definitely not crying poor here or hard done by, but our generation, you know, no, 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 here we go, you know, our generation. But I mean, we're in an interesting position. We're wedged, perhaps not in the greatest of times. You know, I mean, the baby boomer generation have looked after themselves fantastically, and you know, our, our generation's been left to deal with with a lot of issues and, you know, just trying to cope. I mean, try buy a house these days, you, you know what it's like. And I think, and I'm not saying these are not issues for younger generations. I think, I think they are, but I noticed that there's also a more, just a carefree attitude in that generation. Again, maybe it's because they're a bit younger or whatever, but I think, as you say, we've got kids, we've got jobs, we've got mortgages, we've got all these pressures in life that perhaps maybe being seen, and you alluded to it yourself with your father there, Maybe being seen to play a game is a waste of time because we're hard up against it, if you like, Gaz. We should, we should be working. We should be networking. We should be doing all this stuff to further ourselves and better our families. Do you, how do you feel about that? Um, well, I think we, we game for, for, for lots of different reasons, and, and you can go through them. I mean, first and foremost is, is we, we game for enjoyment. You know, it's something that we enjoy doing we're passionate about and we actively want to to spend our time doing it other reasons can be boredom you know i haven't i talked about my my old man you know playing candy crush i would never have imagined him ever playing candy crush and he wouldn't he never played candy crush before he retired you know so i know you know my wife my my mum was still at work you know I've, i've dropped the kids around one morning you know and he sat there having had a shower in his dressing gown, just playing Candy Crush. And for no other reason than boredom that I can imagine, you know, he's retired. What, what, what shall I do that? He's like, well, it's because it's, it's a, it's a time killer, you know, these, especially these mobile games. So and for him, it's probably, he wouldn't consider that gaming because it's just something that he's accessed through maybe a link on Facebook or something and, uh, and has got into it. So it's just killing a bit of time, maybe 20, 30 minutes or something. Boredom is one, is one reason why, why people would game. Uh, cathartic release, escapism. We're trying to get away from the real world, you know, maybe real world problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people might be going through issues, whether that be in a relationship or work or or anything, you know, friendship groups. So they can they can see the by playing a game, especially something that's as immersive as some some of these RPGs that are out there. You know, it's it's a nice release for them to be able to forget their their troubles for a period of time. You know, so. There's lots of reasons that we that we do game. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's in debate at all. But I mean, why don't we therefore talk about it in public? Why don't we, you know, why aren't we embracing that side of it then? You know, all these are great reasons that you put. Yeah. Yet still, it doesn't happen. No, it's and I mean it's a difficult one, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to raise the topic because it's it's difficult because I, you know I can't. I can't come up with an answer for it because it's, um, I suppose it's all to do with the stigma that you have been surrounded by or, or grown up with. And, and despite this change in attitude towards games and gaming and the industry and, and where we are with it. And, you know, like I said, it, it may be just the fact that the age that I am, it's, you know, it's something that it, it's just the way it is, you know, and, and you know, younger people, it, it maybe it doesn't be great to hear from people who are younger to, to find out, you know, what their views are on it, uh, whether they have the same sort of issues and um, whether they are. But, 
you know, it, it'd make for a sort of, you know, quite an interesting debate if you had two two sort of uh, two people from all opposite ends of the uh, the spectrum when it comes to ages and gaming but, uh, to discuss it. But uh, you know, for me, as I said, it's it, it's literally just down to the perception somebody may have of me, which and so it's kind of like a secret hobby, you know. I mean, if, if because you know deep down, I mean, if you look at it, you know, we're 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 doing it. We we like we like earning the trophies. We like sort of playing games to to completion. Mm. You know, not just playing the games. We, we enjoy the sort of meta game behind it as well. And it's um, and from somebody who doesn't do that. You know, I suppose it can look a little bit nerdy. Like everyone's got views on things. That's a problem. You can't change people's opinion. Well, it's very hard to change people's opinions on certain things. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it all. It'd be brilliant if everyone was uh, could talk about it openly and freely, and and whatever reaction they got from that, it was water off a duck's back. You know, and, and it didn't matter. But I think in reality, is some people don't feel comfortable with talking about it because of the reaction that they will receive and that's the thing it may well be positive it may well you may well engage with someone who's been having the same sort of views and would want to talk about it but who's going to take that first step exactly right and i'm not trying to you know force an answer to an unanswerable question here but i I think just the fact that you know we're being honest and talking about it in our our own lives it just shows because you trust me most of like i don't want to put a percentage on it but a large number of people listening to this show would be in exactly the same position. So I think sometimes hearing that, it's no different for us and it's no different for you. But see, for me, it's interesting because everyone immediately around me knows that I'm a massive gamer. I am a little bit more vague about the trophies and things and and for various reasons. While I don't have a problem with it, I know that perhaps the number of games that I, I play, some of the games that I play as well, other people would potentially, they would judge this or whatever, which is, you know, look, I'm, you know, I'm old now. One of the great things, Gaz, I'm sure you found this too, is when you hit your late 20s, you, you have this revelation that you just don't care anymore about what other people think. You're just yeah. kind of, fuck it. You know, it's too hard. <laughs> it's too much going on already. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's very, you know, that's freeing in a way. But but having said that, then, you know, I look at the Japanese, you know, VN, you know, with the, the young girl with the tits hanging out. And I'm like, well, that could be a little bit difficult to explain, you know, at a dinner party. So, <laughs> so, so like, you know, you, you, there, there, are, there are degrees with everything, I think. but. What I find interesting too is for work for me, I am very, you know, I don't, I don't bring it up at all, although, which is ironic because I think it's helped me, it's shaped me a lot in the last three or four years, particularly, but it's definitely helped my work as well. But it always, it always makes me smile when, when someone does start talking about gaming and because I don't, I don't, don't indulge in that. They assume you don't know too much about it and they'll be telling you all about Far Cry or whatever the game is, Division, it doesn't matter. Little do they know that, you know, you're probably one of the biggest trophy, you know, time-consuming whores in the country. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're telling you all this stuff and, and it, they're passionate. But admittedly, again, most of them are younger as well. Not They're adults, but, but younger adults or whatever else. So it's no different. It's no different for me in a stretch, but I do make a distinction, and I, I'm going to ask you if you do as well. I make a distinction between maybe being seen as a gamer, which I, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think most people around me, they just accept that. So that's what it is, as opposed to being a trophy hunter. Mm. Do you see that socially that's probably more of the negative, or do you think they're the same? No, I think there is a difference because, um, as I said, although, you know, people, you know, I do have comments, people know that I game because it's, you know, it's a hobby. Um, of, of mine, we don't go into any great depth about the types of games we do. The and and because when you say someone that you're a gamer, so many I've got hundreds of friends that would be 
they are technically gamers as well. They might only play FIFA, or they might only play Call of Duty or a couple of games, but they own a console or they, they play mobile games or, you know, and so they're, they're gamers in that respect. I think I'm on a, as I alluded to um, previously, uh, sorry, earlier on, that uh, I'm on a, another Discord channel for uh, an, an old website that I'm on and um, and we within there, there are different, threads as you, as you know on discord you can create that and, and one of them is the video games and obviously there's, there's quite a bit of chat on there but only in general terms of, of different games that might maybe release what people are playing what the recommendations may be um you mentioned something about right well, completed this or i got the platinum people are like i can't understand why you would even go for the platinum why what difference does it make getting the platinum or just why don't you just play it for enjoyment and who's to say Who's to tell me that I didn't enjoy going doing it as a you know getting the platinum? You know nobody. There's no right or wrong answer. If yeah. if I wanted to, I, I I tend to not to go for. You know, if I don't want to do it, I won't do it. I'm not pressured by the fact that um you know it's got a platinum um or not. It could be 100. percent But if I'm not enjoying it because my limited time because of other commitments dictates that you know I've got. A, Hundreds of games that I'm never going to play. I've invested money in it. I'm never going to play it realistically. I've just started. And not that I don't want to. It's because I don't have the I don't have the time. I, I can play evenings and I can play weekends. And and that's just for a few hours at a time because of everything else that I have on or, or I do socially. And um, for somebody to say, well, why don't you just play the story? Why don't you just don't some way do it? Why you just don't just play it for enjoyment? And I'm sad, that's wrong because everything that I've done up to this point. I've done for my own enjoyment. You know, nobody can tell me what I can and can't enjoy. But but there is that perception. Sorry, there is there is that perception out there that um, I mean, some people don't aren't bothered by trophies in the slightest, which is which is is great. And and sometimes I you know I wish I wasn't because it make things a lot easier. Sort of that uh, and probably less expensive. But but for me, it's I enjoy seeing as much as I can do and, and getting as much as I can out of that out of that game and, and and playing it to 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 its completion if possible but as i said within the boundaries of enjoyment obviously it's an interesting like i mean people play whatever they want you know obviously <laughs> i'm not going to judge on that uh you know i i do exactly that and i agree with you you know like sometimes you go for the trophy sometimes you don't you know whatever that's a it's a personal choice or whatever but one, one thing that i've found and i know discord is not a new thing and i know this is not a new thing but this reaching out of people through things like discord through podcasts i mean we you know we do the same we have a very good relationship with proven gamer i know you, you know the backlog beat down the the uh, loop bros and all that sort of stuff as well you know the uh platcast yeah. you know there's a lot of and and, yeah. and everyone's growing growing together but they're growing and it's a lot of the same people and the listenerships and the people interacting which is awesome and it's it's this just community it's this outlet i i, I suppose you feel like that's how i see it it, it, it almost provides the the social uh, well, a degree of social yeah. outlet for gaming you know for me which i think is a wonderful thing do, do you see that the same way as a, as a good alternative yeah yeah no it's, it's it's no it's absolutely fantastic for really because it's it's almost like any sort of gaming chat or that i want to talk about or that any if I want to find any information out or recommendation within that community, like you said, it is it kind of sometimes be uh, the same people within certain communities or groups and or Discord channels, and uh, usually they've got a an answer for any of your questions. But it's also just nice to to converse, you know, in a, in a topic that you're passionate about, you enjoy, that you may 
without that Discord channel, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't have access to it. You wouldn't be able to do it, whether that's through people in real life not really having that interest or you're not being aware that they are so, and they're and they're in the same boat as well so therefore but at the end of the day you're not having the chat anyway so yeah so it's really so i you know i checked i checked discord a lot during the day but even with discord though that's that's something that you know i've, I've you know it's on my phone and you know, i was with one of my uh i was at a football match actually and um i was with a couple of mates this was last last year and uh he's turned around to me he's seen on my iPhone, the the app that that I've got, Discord. He works for one, uh, the council, and uh, and he was like staggered that I had this Discord app on there. <laughs> he said, "Because he's in like safeguarding for the council," and he said, "What are you using that for? You know, nonces use that." You know, so he's, he's yeah, and it's like I said, oh, no. and it was almost like a little bit of um, oh, do I just well, how do I get out of this? Because it was almost like I don't know. It, it, I was almost a little bit embarrassed to say, well, actually, it's, it's, I like talking about games and this is, this is a gaming community. I was almost a little bit embarrassed to say that, you know, but to it's because of the perception. It might have been easier to say saying that I'm a nonce, but yeah, but, it's, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, but even even with sort of just having a, a Discord app because people associate, it's, it's obviously associated to, I went to, I don't know if you know um, Cheltenham, the Gold Cup, do you know horse racing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Even to, so, I went to the Cheltenham Gold Cup last year, and I was on the train up, and then on the train back. So pretty worse wear on the way back, and um, and I sort of sat down in my seat, probably late at night, and uh, I opened up my phone. It was quite the train was quite busy because we'd just gone to the station at, at Cheltenham, and um, a, t- a random, just a random guy, never never met him, not even from the same town as me, but God knows where he's from. And he he obviously peered over my shoulder and and saw I'd Discord, and he just oh. What, what community are you from, are you part of then? And I just like just wanted to start conversing about sort of games because he associated Discord with gaming, you know. And, yeah. uh, and so yeah, so you know he's probably in the same boat as what what many of us are. Where you know until you have almost like a hundred percent proof or sort of some kind of evidence that somebody is into the same interest of you, which you know in this, in this case gaming. You know, you're not fully confident to be able to have that chat, and you know, and it's quite refreshing to be able to chat about something you're you're passionate and about, and, and you enjoy talking about, and and that's what that's the beauty of Discord is because everybody's in the same boat, nobody's judging you, you know, so you can be open and honest and frank, and and there's some really good, you know, albeit you know, you probably never never meet any of them because obviously everyone's so far afield, but it's uh, you know, there's it, almost a sense of um, you know, certainly friendship and. Uh, there's, there's some you know, really strong sort of friendship bonds you can see that are, are within the within the group and within the community. I think I think that's that's lovely. I mean that's a special that's a special thing. I think you know I'm just thinking. I think I mean you're you're a hundred percent you're a hundred percent correct. I often I often think and again I don't you know this is my opinion. I don't know how you feel about this, but as you get older, it's it's definitely harder to meet new friends because your life is already very full with family and work and and your social circle already you, you tend to mix with the same people and and Gaz you also reach this great thing I don't know if you've reached this point yet or if I've just you know aged prematurely where you just don't give a fuck about going out all the time anymore either like <laughs> no. no it's uh yeah and it's even worse when you have kids because it's Saturday morning you wake up Saturday morning and you're up for it that's it you think right brilliant I'm, I'm out on it today or tonight or whatever it gets to about five six o'clock and you're thinking Christ 
got to go out tonight and uh you know oh, i've got to get up in the morning and the kids will be on, on me at half six in the morning and uh, you sort of mm. before you know it you sort of like you see your tech your phone's buzzing and uh you, you know, oh, might not answer that they might just forget about me you know and uh yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah, I, I entirely know what you mean on there, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a quirk of aging. <laughs> it is, it is. The driving point behind that is that on the flip side, a lot of your you know a lot of your social contacts come through your friends that you already have, or they come through you know family, or they come through work. And I know that you know tread carefully here because I I know you know depression also is a is a major thing that I've found in gamers, in the past or whatever. And a lot of that can also be tied up with the fact that they don't have these social outlets, whether maybe they don't have the family unit, but like some people do, or they they don't have the established social circle because they've moved around in life or or, or whatever, or changed countries perhaps, or they they don't have stable work therefore, or their work doesn't allow for that or provide for that in, in, in structure. So I think. By talking to you, it sounds like you you have a very full life with these things as well. So, you know, in a way we're lucky, I think, but I think that we move into this future, like we've both found discord, you know, we've both found this. And and I like that you said there's honesty. I think, I mean, one of the things I found in the last four years is how many fake people there are in this. And so, you know, it's just, it's unfortunately people are busy. You don't have time to deal with that. But doing this show and doing that, it requires a high level of honesty. And it also requires people to be ready to take that step, I think, to talk, you know, about it, which is, you know, is a massive step for some of us, you know, not for you, obviously, or me or whatever. But, but you know, where, where I'm sort of driving at is the fact that you can, you can use these social aids now, like Discord or whatever else, to build this community for yourself if you don't have this other community outside, which I think, I think is really lovely as well you know as long as it's based on honesty as you say or whatever so maybe maybe our dream gas of you know just just talking randomly in the pub about games won't happen you know in our in our lifetime you know but but maybe we can supplement it as as we as we've said today with these other mediums with facebook or discord or yeah absolutely and um and anyway and that's what people have got to you know your listeners that you've got uh, you know anyone who is um in that situation as you know who's maybe doesn't feel comfortable or confident enough talking about and the top we are talking about gaming but for whatever that might be there are there are channel you know there are channels that you can you can go through and, and feel comfortable and, and feel be honest and feel yourself and and you'll get the you'll get the support so like i said i mean when it comes to, to gaming you know these discord channels are, are invaluable really because it's you know sometimes i just want to don't want to talk about work or I don't want to talk about, you know, my work, what, what workout I'm doing at the gym next, you know, tomorrow night or what the latest in, is in sort of the transfer market in football. You know, sometimes I just want to talk, sort of talk about the games because it's, it's something I enjoy. And, and so I'll flick onto Discord and I'll know I can engage with somebody at, at some point. You know, I've got this, there's a guy who's on our, on the Platcast Discord channel. I've never met, ne- never met the guy, but he, lives two towns over from me we're talking 20 20 minute drive you know and uh i'm not sure we, are, we probably will meet up at some stage and um but you, you know it goes to show that there's you know how close some people are that you, you know and how far away and no matter what where people are there is you know in the channels there is always somebody listening prepared to listen and, and offer advice and support or just or just talk about whatever you want to talk about you know it's it's brilliant and it doesn't just have to be gaming you know it's because of obviously with the, the community and the relationship the way the relationships are built up 
albeit you, you may never have met this person, but for some people it's their main form of being able to be honest and, and being able to bit speak truthfully and, and without the repercussions of anyone judging you that, you know, it, like you may get in real life. So, so it's great. So I'd, you know, encourage anybody who's, who's, who's listening just to um, utilize these channels and whether it's not gaming, whether it's something else, there are other channels that you can sort of uh, to go down and, and, and find and, and be able to to be yourself and um, be honest with things. I, I like that. I think yeah, it's. I mean, I I think that's almost a natural a natural conclusion to this topic. There's many of us out there, and whatever degrees you you feel comfortable or you need in in your life, reach out or whatever else. And yeah, I I, I don't know what else to say. Was, I I really like. Uh, uh, you're very positive about this too, Gaz. But you're—I knew it would be like this. You're mature. You're very grounded as well. So. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, years of experience, yeah. and uh, so it's. Uh, but you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy in. You know, for me, I'm happy in life. You know, I've got everything. I, I, I view it as everything. You know, I've got a, a family. You know, two kids, a beautiful wife. You know, a nice home. You know, a good job, and you know, good friends, and and and. You know, I, I do what I enjoy, you know, and, and, and gaming forms a part of that. And um, I'm able to speak, certainly in, in an environment like this, I'm able to speak as probably as honest as uh, as I can ever speak, to be honest with you, you know, because it's, there's, mm-hmm. no one's going to judge me, you know, no one's going to judge, and, and the same goes for anybody, no one's going to judge you for, you know, by being honest. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we, we live in a world at the moment where social media um and, and and online trolls and um, you know and, and people are banter is a is a very one person deems banter and, and what another is, is is different but and you know the world can be in real real world can can be quite a cruel place and I, I, you know to be honest I don't envy the youth of today growing up in this you know with the you know social media sort of environment and you know what what every and everything that goes with that so and that's where this, these Discord channels are, you know, if you find the right one in the community, that's that suits you. That's where they're, they're different from anything else. Like that's out there, you know, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Insta, because it's probably the place where you're going to find the most honesty, and that you can be, you know, truthful, you know, about everything. And I think, I mean, that you know, it's it's all just locked into that community, that idea of of belonging somewhere. I think so. Yeah, like everything, obviously, it requires effort, you know, on, on your part, you know, as Gaz has, has said, you know, you, you can't, you can't expect to, to reap the rewards of some sort of community without also investing. But but on the same token, everyone's in the same position, I think, well, similar positions. So it's, it's not as it's not as hard as you think. And look, we didn't, and I don't want to go into that side of it, because it's a negative side. But yes, of course, you know, some things don't work out or whatever, sometimes you you need to move on or whatever from from certain people you know that's the same in life as well but i think i think it's very sad when you you don't at least try and i think again i don't want to get into this either gaz but you know you you said you're, you're very comfortable very stable in your life i almost <laughs> i almost feel that it's a duty for people that are in that position to to extend out and create these things as well because you just never know how other people are and stuff and and it's not always practical for them to to do that at this time in their life perhaps later but they they may you like you may you may never know but you know you you've helped them in a way just by smiling and being nice yeah absolutely yeah uh, yeah and i'm i'm aware that this topic has gone on from maybe originally what we were talking <laughs> about but it's still 
you know, are still very relevant, you know, in terms of an extension of where the topic, you know, originated from. So, and look, I, I want to thank you, you know, because I did deviate the topic. But look, you know, if you've listened before, you know, I tend to do that any, anyway. But look, rather than rather than <laughs> dig in any deeper here, you know, because I think it was a very important and very valid conversation. Look, I've enjoyed it. I don't. And I'm also conscious that I've sucked up much of your time. So I, I, I do sort of maybe just want to round us out. Is there any sort of final things you'd like to, to push out there today? Um, no, no, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm um, other than, you know, thank you for having me. It's been, it's been a pleasure really sort of, you know, love the podcast they do a brilliant job of what you do and you know if anybody like i said look into these you know if anyone wants to join these discord channels then obviously cj will put the links in for for the ones that he's uh for the uh, push to plat one i'm sure and um mm. you know feel free you know i'm on pearson profiles or you know um on, on psn you know as gaz davis 11 so anybody wants to, to reach out or have a chat or anything like that any anything i'm more than happy to sort of uh, to have a chat with you about anything that um you know that we've covered tonight or, or today whichever way you know, you're listening that's, that's about it for me really well, i don't know about you listeners but i quite enjoyed that conversation and i'd like to thank gaz for coming on and speaking so eloquently on a on a topic that's that's very personal for all of us i think so it was it was very very enjoyable and thought-provoking. So let us move over now to the Push to Plat Platinum Club shoutouts. Remember, you can join the Push to Plat Platinum Club on the PS4. It is a free community like these wonderful people have done. And let's start off with Patreon producer Zador VP, number 454, Monochrome Order. Nice to play some Chemco spam after all that Kingdom Hearts grinding. This one requires five playthroughs. Well, still sounds like a fair bit of grinding. Five playthroughs, sirs. Next up, we have 455 for Zador. AI the Somnium Files. Great game, recommended for fans of Zero Escape and Danganronpa. And look, I'm glad you enjoyed that game. So it was one of my picks. So obviously, obviously I'm not too far out on a limb now. It's, it's fantastic. And look, I know the dancing number held a special place for you as, as well. That's great to see. And you did it so much quicker than me, too. Well done, sir. Mindy, uh, number 600, Shaynor Legends. A little over 500 trophies until 25,000. So she is powering, powering along. The East Side, number 633, GTA 5 PS3. But look, of course, it's a massive game, and it's GTA 5 PS3. And look, he goes on to say, finally cleaned up after six years. So that's um, that's commitment, sir. I'm impressed. Well done. Well done. Olsero, number 612, Syrup and the Ultimate Suite, the Radda VN Plat of the Week. Boston George, number 162, Dragon Ball Raging Blast. Sounds like a very George game there. Scottish Noob, number 347 to 349, Syrup and the Ultimate Suite. Number 350, Bucket Knight. Number 351, Project Starship. Number 352, Blocker Picks. Good, good dose of spam there, sir. Then number 353, look, he's back again, House Flipper NA this time. So he's obviously really, really enjoying that game, which is fantastic, fantastic to see. So listeners, I'm going to leave you there for this week. I hope you found something of merit in today's episode. I'd like to start off by thanking our Patreon producers, Spronky, Zador VP, and Scottish Noob. 
We greatly appreciate their support in continuing to bring you this show each and every week, as we do our other Patreons as well. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to us, you can do so on Twitter at push2plat, push the number 2plat, or you can email us at push2plat at gmail.com. The Discord will be in the show notes if you'd like to jump in there and say hi to any of us. We also have the Push to Plat Platinum community, which is free to join on the PS4. So until next time, listeners, have a wonderful week. May the trophies fly every which way and end up on your account. Have fun. Be well. <laughs>